Welcome to the Sedated Man Podcast. We're here to help you break free from all that's holding you down and provide you with the tools to embrace the brotherhood of Christ. It's time to stand back up and be the man you were meant to be. Here's your host, Mike Baker. So here we are, as I bump everything, episode 96, quit today, start working tomorrow. So, you know, I'm sure this grabbed your curiosity as far as what the heck am I talking about? So, you know, there have been so many changes in the last few months, well, the last year and a half, really, but especially the last few months. And we're going to talk about a few of those. And I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of men are not distraught, but put off. They don't know which way to go or what to do or what to think. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about potential solutions to the fact that we're men and we want to fix things, right? And we see what's happening in the world. We know how we're being labeled in our own country. And I don't want to ignore that stuff. I'm not going to sit here and, and offer you a bunch of fluff that says, you know, well, you know, just love everybody. And, uh, you know, although, yes, as Christian men, we are to love everybody, that does not necessarily mean that we have to be okay with everybody, too, okay, or everything going on. So, for instance, I mean, I've told you guys I'm not going to quit this podcast, and I'm not. It's been a little over a month since my last podcast. Uh, I recently left a job. In fact, yesterday was my last day, and we're going to talk about that in depth a little later, but yesterday was my last day because... I needed my time back. I could not get done in a week what I needed to get done and still, so everything I would do, try to do in a week, I'd have to cram into the weekend and there was no room for the podcast. And, and the podcast is important to me because like I said, this is, this is something I'm leaving not only to you and your kids, but to my sons and my grandkids and my great grandkids. It's a record of where, my, where this family, this Baker family started and who we were, what we stood for, and why we believe Scripture says what it says. Now, a lot of you are looking out in the world right now. I mean, you're looking at the administration. You're looking at the state of affairs. You're, you're looking at shortages here, potential shortages there, the increase of, 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 of everything, the price of everything. And you're thinking, oh, Oh, these are the end times. Let me say one quick word about the end times. I myself am tired of hearing about the end times talk. Why? Because it detracts from what you need to be focused on. Okay. What you need to be focused on is here and now. That doesn't mean don't make plans. Scripture's pretty evident that worry about today for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own, right? But it also says, commit your plans to the Lord and he will bless them. We've talked about that here many times. So what I'm telling you is to commit plans and then spend each day worrying about that part of your plan. How, what do I need to do today for that part of my plan? But now I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Let me back up. I am excited to talk to you guys. And what I want to talk to you about today, obviously I'm a little passionate about because I've already started. And I'm, I'm a little ahead of my notes already. So one quick book review, then we'll get into things. So I recently read this book. 
Capital Gains by Chip Gaines. And Chip Gaines is the other half of Chip and Joanna Gaines, the fixer-upper couple, and they've got the Magnolia Network now. And the book is very, very well done. Why did I read the book? Well, I'm an introvert and Chip is an extrovert. And I quite honestly am somewhat fascinated by extroverts in the fact that that there are parts of extroverts I just don't understand. Things that they do that I just baffle me. And I, and I know that they feel that way about us introverts as well. But it's, I think it's important to always study those who aren't like you so that you can see, so that you can hear, so that you, you understand what's going on there. So I wanted to read Chip's book. Now, Chip is a very positive guy. And in his book, he, he, he straight up said he would like to make it illegal, illegal to live in fear. And I couldn't deny that. And I couldn't deny my part in perpetuating living in fear. Uh, I've spent a lot of my life living in fear. I've made some pretty bold moves over time, but I would say that I've spent more time being afraid of making a move than not. And I understand that. Now, does that mean that Chip's never afraid to make a move? I didn't say that. He doesn't say that in his book. Uh, but I'm sure as a human being, there are some moves that even he's been a little reluctant to do, but he's always been the one who jumps in headlong. But his logic in this book is undeniable. And there are things to be learned. And so it's a cheap, it's an inexpensive, I suppose we don't use cheap anymore. It's an inexpensive book and it's well worth the read. And I hope one day, I actually, he's a, he, Chip is on Twitter. Uh, I got off Twitter a long time ago. I couldn't stand it. However, I recently returned to Twitter. There's three things that I follow on Twitter, and that is it. Chip Gaines, Joanna Gaines, and the Magnolia Network. Not because I'm fascinated by the Magnolia Network. I like what they're doing, and I like what Chip and Joanna are doing as a couple and the direction they're pushing. That's it. There will be no more follows for me on Twitter because I do not desire to be part of that chat. So, so it says a lot for the book. So if you have time, get the book. All right, get on Amazon. I mean, they've got everything else. So just get on Amazon, go to Walmart. I think they carry it as well. Either way, get a copy of the book, check it out. I would highly advise it. So with that, let's jump in to what we had already jumped into, but I got ahead of myself. So now what do I mean by the state of affairs in the world where it doesn't take a genius to turn on the news and get pretty discouraged pretty quickly, especially if you're conservative male. And I don't think race has anything to do with it at this point. There's a constant attack on the conservative male, regardless of your race. The race is irrelevant. So, so I came across this morning, Jimmy Kimmel. Now, Jimmy Kimmel is a piece of garbage. I don't like the guy. I've never liked the guy. He's about as liberal as the day is long. However, he made a statement, and it had to do with COVID, that, uh, and let me quote it here. Let's start calling these vaccine avoiders what they are, freeloaders. So he called vaccine avoiders freeloaders. Now, this show isn't going to be about COVID. I'm just using this as an example. So basically what he said is that we, the vaccine avoiders, are safe because those who got the vaccine are not selfish and saved us. So maybe you got the vaccine, maybe you didn't get the vaccine. What I'm saying here is that's okay either way. If you got the vaccine, that was something that I hope you thought about long and hard before you did it. And if you felt that was the right thing to do, then you're right. That was the right thing for you to do. Me, myself, I have researched the vaccine. Uh, I do have, if anybody ever wants it, you can email me. I have a link 
to a short video I did for a friend on why I won't be getting the vaccine, but I researched the vaccine. It's always assumed that you didn't. I researched the vaccine. I looked into it. I, uh, and I felt there were too many holes that, and as an army veteran, uh, quite honestly, I didn't want to be experimented on anymore. And I knew it was a big test and I exercised my choice to say, no, I don't feel this is necessary. Uh, one thing I find funny is I'm an Xbox player and maybe I've said this before, but let me repeat it. You know, I won't buy an Xbox when it comes out brand new. I will not buy a new Xbox for at least a year. Why? Because I want to get, I, I want them to work the bugs out. I don't want it until it's, until it's good. So why would I do this with something I got to put in my body? But my point is this, is it's a constant attack on, you know who he's talking about when he's talking about freeloaders. All right. He's talking about us. He's talking about the people who want to think outside the box. He's talking about conservatives who have gotten the vaccine and conservatives who haven't gotten the vaccine. It's guilt. This is mainstream media. This is, this is what we are accosted with every day is privileged, stinking, shove it down your throat, insulting garbage from garbage. Okay. Now, one thing I would like to back up and say is, you know what? Did Jimmy Kimmel work hard to get where he's at? I don't know what he did or what he endured or what he had to do to get to the position he's at. But I have no doubt that the guy probably knows how to work hard and he's probably made some smart moves financially. That does not make him any less a piece of garbage when it comes to this because now he's using his position to affect you. Now, let's drop all of the political crap, okay? I wanted to use that strictly as an example because I want you fired up. I want you thinking because now that you're fired up, now that you're aggravated, and anybody who wants any proof that he said that, I put a link on my Patreon page to, the, uh, to one article I found. There were many. Uh, I want you to start thinking solutions, not problems. Looking out your door every day right now is nothing but problems, no solutions. And the solutions that are suggested are to eliminate you. Really what it comes down to is the elimination of the Christian male, the conservative male. That's the whole deal. So why? Well, you're a threat. But what is the solution? This is the question that should bother us day and night. It's the question that should keep us up at night. What is the solution? What can I do as an individual Christian male to help bring progress, to help bring a uh, a future for my kids and for my grandkids that is worth having. What can I do to help change things, not back to what they were, but to where they should be? When I pray for my country, I do not pray for us to return to what we had. I pray, I pray that God gives us what we need and not necessarily what we want. Now, why do I do that? because I don't have those answers. God does. However, in the pages of scripture, we're going to take a look and we're going to talk about some solutions. So in Joshua chapter one, let me get my Bible. Let me take a drink out of my outdoor man cup. I'm going to miss that show. There she is. Joshua 
Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Now, Joshua is about to take the Israelites into the promised land after Moses has already uh, passed on, okay? Not into the promised land, but died. And he commands him a couple times to be strong and courageous, but he says here in verse 9, chapter 1, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, they had a pretty specific mission. They were to go in and take the land, all right? And their mission was different than ours, but the message is consistent throughout Scripture. Consistent. If you go to Ephesians chapter 6. Hang on. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Be strong. Stand firm. Pray always in the spirit. Be strong. Stand firm. Pray always in the spirit. In Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Now, keep in mind, context of the conversation matters. Okay? In Romans... Paul is talking to the church in Rome, people who are already Christians. And he says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. In other words, those who are not Christian. But you are, in the, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. We as Christian men, if we are indeed truly Christian... If we indeed have the spirit, and if you're unsure, find the answers. If you need to email me, email me, mike at the sedatedman.com. I'm happy to walk that walk with you. But listen to me, as a Christian, we are spirit, not flesh. We have to be more sure there's a God than we are that the chair we sit on exists. So when he says in Ephesians 6, Pray always in the spirit. The church in Ephesus, pray always in the spirit. That's because we are spirit. The things that are going on around us, they are spiritual warfare. And if you think there's not a spiritual war going on, or if you've been in denial, open up your eyes because it's happening all around you. All these physical things are geared at your spirit, at the spiritual, uh, at, at the Christian on the spiritual level but they're using these physical things to get there.
Does that give you a solution? No. Now let me back up for a second because I made it, it occurred to me that I made a comment about uh, end times. I am tired of end times talk for, because like I said, it detracts from what you need to worry about today. Now, a lot of people are like, Mike, you just, you can't ignore that. Yes, you can ignore it. Do you know why you can ignore it? Because God said, Jesus said that when the time comes for judgment day, that it will be like a thief in the night when the Lord returns. For no one knows the time. Let me repeat that. For no one knows the time. Quit spending your time in scripture trying to put a timeline to the end times and when Christ comes back. Because what God told you was commit your plans to the Lord and he will bless them. Spend each day worrying about the things that day you need to worry about and stop there. Be strong and courageous in your plans. Be bold. I have a book that I'm going to come out with here in the next couple of months. I finished it, but I haven't had time to go through and I had it edited, but I've got to go back in now and I've got to make some changes. I haven't had time, but it will come out within the next probably three months. Talking about your ask. Where is your ask? When you talk to God, do you ask like he's God or do you ask like he's a neighbor? In other words, is your ask along the, hey, can I borrow your trimmer lines? Or is your ask as though you know you're talking to the creator of the universe? He said, come to him, didn't he? He said, ask him. Quit worrying about the end times. Quit worrying about the second coming. It will come when it comes. And I'm reasonably sure because everybody expects it, that it's not yet, that it's not right now. Because he said, Nobody, if somebody knew a thief was coming, they'd guard their house. But, but like a thief, nobody knows and nobody will expect it when it happens. Keep that in mind. But with that, we're still talking about solutions. So what does quit today work tomorrow have to do with? This is my honest belief. I recently quit my job. We're, we're going to get into that now. I was working uh, 60 hours a week, at least not counting my drive back and forth to work. I couldn't get anything done during the week. We couldn't have anybody over. So I would have to cram everything into the weekend and you just can't cram everything in the weekend. And I'm behind on things I need to do on my property. I mean, the list goes on. Plus I was getting barraged every day with this constant garbage that's going on in the world. Now, I don't believe you should completely immerse yourself in all that stuff. I think you should be aware, but, but keep an arm's distance to it, not deny it. Understand where it's at. If you think there's going to be a food shortage, don't bury yourself in the negative press about it. Think, all right, I should probably have some more food. All right, and then do that. Act on it. But let's talk about, you know, quit today, work tomorrow. I am starting my own plumbing business, my own service business. Now, my wife and I owned a restaurant hood vent cleaning business several years ago, and it was very successful. And due to a, an employee problem and my deployment happening at exactly the same time, we had to sell that business early. Now, I really enjoyed being uh, a business owner, and I've been trying to get back to that ever since. But I realized recently that it's been, I took a pretty big hit when I lost, not lost, when I had to sell that business because I, I was on top of it. I was rocking it. I knew what I was doing. I was handling it well, and it was going well. I had this one setback that set me back further than I thought and put me right back into living in fear, and that's been my problem. Now, I turned 51 on the 10th. Yeah, I know. I know I don't look like it. That's okay. You just keep thinking that. So all that aside, 
So I'm starting my own business. And some of you are like, you're crazy. Start your own business right now. Yes, start your own business right now. And that's exactly what I'm telling you. Fear. Everything is fear-based right now. Everything. They're coming after your guns. They're coming after your food. They're coming after your property. They're coming after your beliefs. They're going to shut down your churches. All of this constantly assails you. Pretty soon, I mean, now it's the the COVID passports or the vaccine passports and the, you know, and 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 the, is my employer going to require it? Is they are they not going to require it? Listen to me and listen carefully. One thing I'm going to tell you men to do is if you have a volunteer uh, police program, volunteer for it. Be a volunteer cop on your local police force. You don't get paid for it. And you can't do everything regular cops can do, but you're participating. You're helping those guys out, especially if you truly back them. That's something I'm, I'm uh, getting ready to, to check into here where I'm at. I would also say that there are many of you out there who feel exactly as I did, that our jobs are killing us. We hate what we do. We don't like going to work. It's everything we can to muster enough energy to get ourselves to where we need to get to. Stop doing that. You want to not worry about a, uh, whether you have to have a vaccine or not from your employer, be the employer. I told my kids at a very young age, I would ask them the same question all the time. Guys, who is the last person to lose their job in a company? And they'd always look at me and they'd give me that. I, I don't, I don't know the owner. So who has the most job security? Because you're not leaving that job because you've got bills to pay. I know it. You're not leaving that job because you're afraid of failing. But if you're the owner, you have the most job security. You're the guy who is always going to have work. And I'm telling you right now, there is so much information out there to help you be a successful business owner. You want to talk about risk? Read the Chip Gaines book. You want to talk about how to organize your business in a way that will guarantee you success? Read The E-Myth Revisited. You want to talk about mindset for, for uh, money? I would suggest that you read Dave Ramsey and you read Robert Kiyosaki. If you are afraid of the stock market, it scares you to death, but you think you should be there, whoa, that might be God telling you to hang back from that and maybe push towards something else. But if you have that gleam in your eye and you're like, I think I can do that, then go in small and then work it up. But in all things, pray in spirit. The whole quit today deals with what's your, you know, I'm not saying quit your job today. I'm saying begin to mentally prep and, and physically prep to quit your job. That means changing your mindset. That means taking action. That means reading something every day that's going to take you there. That means praying in the spirit every day, every day. I pray for the Lord's guidance every time I do this podcast before I even start taking notes. Sometimes I'm so passionate about something, I start taking notes. I got to stop. I'm like, no, I haven't prayed yet. And I pray. All right. Uh, and it means cut out the noise. Cut out the noise. If, if the news is not serving you at the level you're listening to it, cut it out. I got off Facebook entirely. And it was hard in the beginning because I was, I, quite honestly, I was pretty addicted to, what, to looking through it. It's, I'm an information junkie. And things like Facebook are terrible. 
but you get my point. Okay. Now on the work tomorrow part of that, it's the, it has to do with your goals. It has to do with your setting a date to be done, right? It has to do with being you, being strong and still cutting out the noise, cut out the noise. The noise is helping hold you back. You don't believe that you can do tomorrow because you didn't do today. And so today's reality is dictating your tomorrow. So you're letting your past dictate your future. I am starting a business, a plumbing business, service plumbing and a radiant heat business. That's what I know. It took a move from states for me to decide I could do it. Where I was at in Montana, I just didn't feel I could do it. Coming here to Idaho, gave me fresh eyes, fresh perspective, and I knew I could do it. My time is mine, but working for myself eliminates so many hassles. I don't have to worry about my boss pushing me into a vaccine. I don't have to worry about my boss uh, dispatching me to a job after five o'clock. I don't have to worry about being able to get projects done around my house. These are all things that done right, I will have control over. I will call the shots. And this, in my very humble opinion, is the solution to the problem now. Yes, they're trying to stop small businesses. They're trying to shut small businesses down. But I'm telling you that within you, God has put something. What would happen if the market was flooded with new small business? Small business makes this nation thrive. What would happen if we eliminated the need, or uh, let me back up. Everybody has seen the, the help wanted signs everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Why? Because people won't work, right? Maybe you're affected at work because people just won't work there. And now you have twice the workload. But what if you could eliminate that? If you have a business that you set up to only run by yourself, you don't have that need of employees and you eliminate a problem, but you provide a service. Start your own business. Get out of what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, God's praise to you, man. Go do it. Continue to do it. If you don't have any of those worries, and there are some of you out there that don't, then you are truly blessed. And that is awesome. And I am happy for you. But if you feel the drudgery every day, that is not what the Lord intended for you. Be strong and courageous. Push your ask past your comfort limits. I can't begin to tell you how strongly I feel about this. The answer is being proactive, not settling in, not storing so much food and ammo and guns that we can fend off a small army. Now, I'm not saying don't do those things. What I'm saying is those things are not going to be a solution at the end of the day. Those things are a reaction to fear. Yes, I absolutely believe in, in a protecting your family and taking care of them. I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is don't get so wrapped up in that that you forget it's not really a solution. It's a what if. The solutions you need to think about now are what do I need to do? What can I do that's going to benefit my family, my, my congregation, my community? How can I put myself in a position to provide that without having strings attached to me anymore? You guys can do it. We can flood this system 
with positive business. And in doing so, be recognized at local levels. National levels don't matter right now. Everything has to start local. Get in and help the cops out. Get in and make a difference in your community and do it through your business. I think you will be amazed at what the Lord will bless when we step up, move in faith, pray in spirit, and be strong and courageous. Now, that's all I have, but don't go away. I have a special audio clip that I attach to the end of this. And if you need to use it to boost you every day, to get you up there, then you use it. I listen to it every morning. It's awesome. It's true. Stick around for the clip. Now, if you want to watch me, if you're listening to my podcast, I'm also on YouTube on The Sedated Man. You can also find me on Rumble. Uh, we transitioned off of Facebook onto Rumble. And I do have a TikTok channel. However, it, it's not for this. It's some marriage stuff, uh, some fun plumbing stuff, some fun stuff here at the house. It's kind of my play around channel. So, But you can find me on TikTok, also The Sedated Man. So you guys go out and you conquer because we must conquer. Email me at Mike the Sedated Man, Mike at the Sedated if you have questions. Uh, otherwise, if you want to see the links for this, this the links and the uh, scriptures for this uh, podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash the sedated man. And we really appreciate you being here. Reach out. If there is something you want me to go over specifically, please say so. I'm happy to do so. You guys. Have a great and awesome day. Baker out. Isaiah 54. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Tell yourself Deuteronomy 28. I am the head and not the tail. Tell yourself Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Tell yourself Psalm 20. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Tell yourself Romans 8:37. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Tell yourself I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tell yourself Job 13. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Tell yourself Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my... Thanks for listening to The Sedated Man. Bringing Christian men back to power in their homes, congregations, and communities. We'll see you next time.